Welcome to Betting Bananas with the ruthless L. Dawson, Ryan the Cornerman Quinn, and Dave Van Auken. What's up, guys? We are back Wednesday night, live. Red light is on. I see a big banana. I see the heart of the show. I see some grit. And I see the money, man. Paul, the MMA Shark. We're packed tonight, guys. How is everyone doing? Good, man. I'm doing all right. I'm super excited to see Ryan. Just waiting for more MMA to get here. Sometimes, Sometimes you peel the banana. Sometimes you slip on the peel. There's no other way you can go about it. Hey. I was with you last week. I was the banana. It's a, it's a little tight. It kind of hurts a little bit, right, Ryan? Wait, come out. You were with me. Then where's your banana? I can whip out my banana anytime you want me. To, oh, well, right? okay. You know what? You know we what? Get kicked let's, off. Let's, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. UFC Vegas seventy. Uh, last show before March is absolutely stacked. It's our March Madness time. UFC 285. John Jones in the main event versus Sierra Gone. We got one more show here. We got a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, a main event, a light heavyweight main event with two guys that are kind of on that cuffs. One guy will become a top 10, 8, uh, maybe a contender. The co-main event I love. One of my favorite fighters are with Brandon Allen versus Andre Muniz, who's a stud. Like, this is a really high-level fight, good fight. The return of uh, Tatiana Soares, 1,359 days since her last fight. She fights Montana De La Rosa, who's always game, but is a, uh, what is it? She's minus 800 right now, guys. An insane favorite. A lot of undercard stuff, but let's get into it like we always do. We'll, Paul, we'll talk to you about betting and line movement. Um, L, ladies, first to start with you, what is your best bet on the board for UFC Vegas 70? You already mentioned his name. My best bet is Andre Muniz by submission. Man, I, I like Brendan Allen a lot. I do. Mm. I think he's a tough dude, and he's he's a, he's good, but his biggest problem is his fight IQ. He wrestles with everybody, and he cannot wrestle with Andre Muniz. Uh, I think that, like, after after what he did to uh, Jacare, it, you submit Jacare like that, like, you are dangerous on the ground. He definitely has the superior wrestling and the superior grappling. And I think what will happen, as opposed to the Uriah Hall fight, where he's, you know, he's a little ranger. He's trying to avoid those grappling exchanges. I think Brendan Allen is just going to get dragged into the fire like he always does. And he's going to push forward. They're gonna, there's going to be some car crashes. Brendan Allen's going to end up in the clinch and end up underneath Andre Muniz. I like that. Okay. Uh, I'm a Brandon Allen guy. He's uh, one of my dudes, but I, I respect it. And for sure, he Great. wanted this matchup. I actually, I talked to him in the PFL maybe uh, three weeks ago, a month ago. And, uh, you know, we talked off air a couple of times. He really wanted this matchup. And I don't know, you know, this how sometimes some fighters see something that they like to see in the matchup, or let's just be honest, sometimes it's, uh, they, you know, they got to boost their confidence up. They got to feel, you know, really motivated into the fight. So I'm really intrigued. This this is, to me, my main event. This is the people's main event to me. I love this fight. Um, let's fight. See, see an underdog play maybe later on. But uh, Ryan, your time, my man. Best bet on the board. Take it to the top. I have Nikita Kroll finishing Ryan Span inside the distance. Wow, um, look at this. I, uh, at I just, this. I feel like I don't... It's it's not like it's going to be like a like I feel like this is going to be a slow grinding axe fourth fifth round finish. Um, I think that Ryan needs to knock him out in order to win this fight, which Nikita doesn't really get knocked out. Nikita's fought a lot of tough guys his last five, 
2013 was his last knockout. 2013. Yeah. Was his last knockout. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No problem. There's more ways to win in mixed martial arts. No, and, I mean, Kwan, um, that's the last time he got knocked, knocked out. out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, to okay. defend your thought. He's, he's super tough. He's super durable. Yeah. And um, I've, and he has he has a good ground game, and I just feel like you're just going to see by – I'm trying to think of a good fight here that, that I could compare it to, but I think by the end of round two, you're just going to be like, all right, when's it just going to come down? Yeah, I'm going Nikita Koloff inside the distance all day. All right, so so funny, and uh, Paul, this is perfect for you. So the over-under in a five-round fight, so this one over-under is one and a half. It's not that two and a half. Sometimes it's four and a half, even for a championship fight. One and a half. The over is the underdog. So to me, that means Vegas thinks this fight's going to end in the first round. That means I how I see this fight is they think Ryan Spawn is going to knock him out in the first round. Am I off on that? That's where I see the money's at. No, I mean, the odds are implying that, you know, Ryan Spann definitely has the knockout power where yep. Nikita Krylov has the all-around more dangerous game where he could win on the feet or on the ground. I think there's an insane value in over one and a half. I'm not ready to make a play on it yet, but I, I think this fight should be at two and a half or even three and a half. You know, you look at some trends that have been happening in the UFC lately. You know, the Jordan Wright fight last week was minus 750 to go to not go to the decision over one and a half. They made you pay minus 310 for or I'm sorry, under one and a half was minus 310. So some crazy odds are almost irrelevant at this point. You know, (laughs) fists are being thrown and, you know, it's whatever you think makes sense. And um, they're basically the books are making you pay for favors and unders right now because they're hitting at an all time high. You know, 78% of favorites have hit this month in UFC. That's a capper's nightmare. Yeah. And right. uh, they're really making you pay for favorites right now. I'm seeing guys that are, you know, minus 200, minus 300 that should be pick them. So something to definitely look at when considering betting on UFC fights because that bubble's going to burst. It will. It will come around. It will even itself out sooner or later. Talking about that, let's go with an underdog. That's fine, too, on this card. There is a... To me, there's five or six of them that I think has really legit shots of winning. I'm talking about plus 215, plus 185. I'm seeing a plus 170 I like. So there's a lot of underdogs. L, uh, take it away. Well, who's your underdog on this card? I was actually really surprised to see this person as an underdog. Um, I, Jasmine Jasudovicius is yes. an underdog. Um, yes. Man, I Fernandez, like he just hasn't fought super tough competition outside of the UFC. Um, which I know isn't necessarily her fault, but she hasn't really been tested. And Jasmine's big, strong, tough, and has fantastic striking. And she has a really, she does a really great job with that jab and that range control. And she has really good takedown defense as well. Um, and I, I think uh, Fernanda's going to have a lot of trouble getting her down. Um, and I think that's her only way to win. I think Jasmine's superior on the feet. So that's, I think she was plus 110 last time I checked. Yeah, actually, it's so funny you yeah, said that. Yeah. I literally just looked her up. Yep, she's plus 110. And L, tell me if I'm wrong. I know she's a Canadian girl. Doesn't she train a little bit of ATT or no? Yeah, yeah, she did okay. her last two camps here. Uh, yeah. She's an awesome person as well, but very, like, I see her go with some really high-level grapplers, and she has fantastic takedown defense, like good hips, yeah. sprawls, gets back to her feet, does damage on the way up very well. I like it. Plus 110. All right. I'm uh, yep. looking at the odds on that. I mean, 
that's what I would call a great value. She yeah. opened minus 170. So oh, wow. Vegas is implying she's that favorite at minus 170, where 78% are hitting. The public made her the underdog in that fight. 24% line movement. So that's taking right. advantage of value in a fight that you think she wins. So hang out. Maybe that line goes to plus 130, plus 140. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right, Ryan, my man. Um, don't let the banana, you know, take you, uh, pull you down too much. Let's get an underdog here. Let's roll. This underdog actually let me down in his last fight. Um, but I'm not going to let that play into my effect here. Even though I'm Irish, I hold that Irish grudge once in a while. Not tonight. Um, I have Rafael Alves over, I know I was going to screw up his name. <clears throat> Aliyev. Yeah, Nerillo Aliyev. Okay. You see, I just went 31 fights versus eight fights. I'm like, whew. It's really hard to bet against that. Plus, if you remember the last time I was talking about this guy, he was one of the like most sound fighters I've ever trained against. He's tough to take down. Now, granted, he's not what he was a few years ago, but he's still a tough gatekeeper into the main card, so to speak. Um, he lost to Drew Dober, who Drew Dober looks fantastic lately. You know, so that's yeah. I think that's what's kind of lowering his stock, so to speak. And again, like he's he's been there in the UFC against up and coming big guys. He's got great striking, stout takedown defense, and it's making for a tough fight against someone inexperienced. Somebody like a Rafael Alves, you can't make mistakes against because you're going to pay on it. And I think that's what's going to happen on Saturday night. Yeah, I, dude, I think he's one of the most dangerous guys. Like for a round and a half, like mm-hmm. you have to be yeah, yeah. on your toes oh, with Alves. I agree. I'm I'm really liking both underdog plays uh, right there. Our favorite part of the uh, show, our three-fight parlay. So let me just kind of real quick. Last week, UFC Vegas 69 in a really tough card, Paul. We talked about it earlier. Uh, My man, the cornerman, Ryan Quinn, absolutely nails his three-fight parlay. My daughter say thank you very much, Ryan. We appreciate you. And then Elle Dawson, she nailed her three winners. But then she got a little greedy. She took Phil uh, uh, Lins in uh, with a decision. Yeah, we know he got the stoppage win against OSP. Uh, you know, of course, it helped the odds. But you did. I just want to give you a little bit of credit there. You did nail your three winners. So out of your six picks, guys, we nailed all six wins. Like, come on, like, what show gives you six winners in a parlay? So there you go. <laughs> L, take it away. Three five parlay. Let's knock it. All right, so first leg of my parlay, I have Jordan Levitt and Victor Martinez going the distance, which was actually plus money as well, which really surprised me because Jordan Levitt, like, he's super, he fights super safe, very controlled, and he's really tough. And his opponent does not have a ton of finishes against high-level guys either. So I think that's a pretty safe one. Um, then I also have Augusto Sakai to win over Dontel Mays. Uh, Sakai is a is very technical at heavyweight. I think that there's a couple of things that set guys apart at heavyweight and that's like cardio grappling and just like being, being a little bit more technical with their striking and Sakai Sakai has a lot of that. Um, Dontel Mays, he's just, he's a little bit wilder. He makes more mistakes. I think Sakai is a little bit, uh, he's fought, he's beat the tougher guys. Uh, or sorry, he's fought the tougher guys. He is on a four fight skid and I feel like that's bringing his value down. But if you look to look to who he's losing to, Tai Tuivasa, um, I literally just looked at it two seconds ago, and I'm having brain fart. Yeah, it was tough guy. Like Derek Ty. Lewis, it was it was great guy. No, it was not Derek Lewis, but it was Ty Spivak. Um, and he's he only gets knocked out too. That's the only way Augusto Sakai loses. 
Okay. And Dante Mays does not have a ton of finishes on the feet. Like he's got that one TKO over Josh Parisian, um, who's had mixed results in the UFC. I, I think Sakai has been the more tested guy and and the and is the more technical guy. And then for my third leg, um, I'm gonna reiterate what Ryan said earlier. I have Nikita Krylov, but I am with Paul the Shark. I think there's a lot of value in the over one and a half pounds. I think that Span, man, Span has a, he's, he's kind of like Rafael Alves. That first like five minutes, he's a dangerous guy, but he struggled before with grappling. Uh, Anthony Smith submitted him. Anthony Smith isn't exactly your, like, he's not your typical grappler. Um, I, I think that Nikita Krylov has the better grappling. He has a, he's a legit black belt. Span has a solid guillotine, but that's, pr- that's pretty much the extent of his grappling that we've seen lately. All right, so L, uh, you know, I got this iPhone uh, 13 here. I think it's a plus. You know, I think it is a plus. You had uh, to throw all that the in par- <laughs> All the parlays we've done uh, for the 3-5 parlays, I think this is your best number ever, like ever. Right. So we got Levitt over two and a half, Sakai with the win, Krylov win over one and a half. Do, We're at do, the, Levitt, do the Levitt go the distance if you can, because I wouldn't, I, I don't want to pick a winner in that one. I don't know about okay. that. So you just you want it over you want it just, in the distance. Just go the yeah. distance. Yeah. Okay. So that, that that's what I did. That's actually what I did. I just oh, okay. had it down as love it as the thing. Plus seven sixty. That is a nice little three five parlay right there. That's Last true. week we we're at four forty. Uh, Ryan nailed a two twenty, which is great. Plus seven sixty. Paul, you look stressed. <laughs> no, my wife was trying to give me a signal about my hair, and I'm going. Uh, <laughs> bug on me or something no oh, i actually i think there's so much value in that part i mean you put ten dollars on it to win 80 bucks yeah uh, that is i like that a lot who's the guy lost to he got knocked out by jorginho rosenstruck he got knocked yeah. out by tuavasa he got knocked out by alistair overeem and he got knocked out by spivik so dantel Mays is not any of those four not even close um, and as far as the over one and a half in the main event, I like that play. I don't think I'm going to release that play because I cannot risk losing a main event in freaking five minutes or seven and a half minutes again. Right. But as far as your parlay, I like it. And David, what did I tell you last week? We were talking, I, I wasn't on betting bananas last week, but my exact words to you were, I like L's parlay and I really think Ryan's is going to hit. You did say that. You did say that. So there we go. 760. Ryan, the cornerman, won the parlay last week. Can he go back to back? My man, take it away. Certainly can. Okay. I'm going to one area where you left off, L. Um, I think Jordan Levitt is going to submit on Saturday night. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, he's got really good grappling on top of it. You know, the the Patty Pimblett fight is behind him. I, I think, like, even, like, when you saw after it was over, after he got teabagged, he was just like, over you know like like this is going to be like a lot the pressure is a lot lower now he's he's not overseas he's at the apex um and uh i i just feel like his grappling like he's not going against anybody which i again i forgot his name yeah victor martinez he's not going against anybody that's going to worry him on the ground i think that he's going to be allowed to come forward with that high guard get to the fence do a body lock come to the ground like not right away but i feel like a second or third round submission okay um couldn't get away from Tatiana Suarez. Uh, I have her winning. Uh, I think that Montana's experience is going to keep her in this fight. 
I don't really think ring rust is going to be a factor, someone competing as long as Tatiana has. I think coming up in weight is good for her. The injuries is going to be laid off. Um, yeah, so I don't need to go into that. Eight and zero, you know. So, and then um, we were kind of talking about this prior. I have Joe Selecki over Carl Deaton. I think that uh, Carl is a little bit smaller for one fifty five, and uh, Joe is he's a pretty sound fighter. Carl particularly would have problems on fighter. He has some okay wrestling, but I don't think enough to keep him out of trouble. And uh, I know he works his hands a little bit, but so does Joe. I like that fight a whole. I like it. Okay, so same thing. Here we go, Ryan. You're in the, exactly where you were last week. I love it. So love it via sub. Uh, Tatiana Soros, maybe the lock of this car to get a victory. And Joe Selecki, uh, just a UFC gritty vet versus a newcomer. Short notice, bad spot for him, great spot for Selecki. And you think, like, you got two heavy favorites, and it looks easy. But plus 270, guys, I'm liking that. Like, we got two plus 70. If you hit that Jordan Lovett sub, I think the other two is pretty solid to come in. So we're at 270. Paul, you like that in a parlay? You want more juice? What are you feeling on that? Uh, the Monkey King, uh, he he he's, he kind of scares me a little bit. I, uh, okay. I, I love his jiu-jitsu. I hate his silly fight style. You know, it's just he's like different. And, you know, don't get me wrong. If he gets in a dominant position, the submission's absolutely going to be there. So with as for the value, I like it. I'm just not sold on him. I, ha- I actually picked him to beat Patty Pimlet. And I think he arguably won that first round. He's very good. He's hard to finish. And, uh, you know, if he gets someone's back, he's he's going to fin- he's going to submit them. So uh, a funky fight style. But, you know, if he can get that submission, you're cashing that ticket. All right, Diego just mentioned it, um, and Ryan, I'm happy you put uh, Tatiana in What's your parlay. Let's talk about her because she, out of all these guys on the card, and we like Andre, and, and I like Brandon Allen a lot, but if you said if we had to pick one guy or girl from this card to become a UFC championship, I think all of us would agree it's Tatiana Soros, right? Like she is I'm the with uh, you know, gold on this card. Like I said, guys, 1,359-day layoff, flyweight, all that. Uh, Paul, let's start with you, Eldon, Ryan. Just 30 seconds on Tatiana. Where do you think she is? Do you think this is a great kind of comeback fight against Montana? Just that, where you're at on Tatiana Soros. I'm high on her. I, uh, I don't think she's the number one on this card to be a UFC champion. I think there's one over her, believe it or not. Um, but, give, yeah, I mean, her give it, to me. give, it, give it to us. Oh, Mike Malott. Wow. Yeah, so high on him. So high. If he could just Very good. if he could just get his takedown defense better, he's got zero wow. percent takedown defense, but he's got such good jiu-jitsu, it doesn't even matter. His striking is amazing. His fight versus Johan Leonis is going to be absolutely fireworks. I've got that as my second biggest fight, second best fight on this card. Uh, I'm really high on Malat. You know, what he did to Mickey Gall was amazing because I'm far from a Mickey Gall fan. But if you look at his jiu-jitsu and his groundwork, it's amazing. And maybe he wants to be taken down because once he gets taken down, he's so effective. But he really does need to show some improved takedowns, especially for someone like Johan, who doesn't have good cardio but has very good wrestling. So that fight's going to be fireworks. As far as Tatiana Suarez, I agree completely. You know, she's tough as it comes. She does a lot of training with her dad. She's been training with her dad since she was like six years old. So it's it's a really cool comeback story. The injuries are behind her. I expect her to cruise in this fight. El, how about you on Tatiana? Uh, I will say, like, I get what you're saying, Diego. I, I agree. Like, there's a lot of question marks for such a heavy line. Um, and it, and it's 
it it does kind of suck because yeah, we we can't get much value on Tatiana. Um, but at, I I I the question marks are there. We're up a weight class. I do think that flyweight is the right move for her, but there's yeah. a lot of question marks after a three year layoff, breaking her neck twice. Like and like I know she was already injured, but she didn't look great in the Nina fight. Like that was not the she same Tatiana Suarez that beat the piss out of Carla Esparza's face. You know, like if we get that OG Tatiana Suarez, I'm I agree. I think this is this is the be- this is one of the best matchups for her. I yeah. think to, as a comeback, I, I don't think Montana can stop the takedown. Um, I, she's not super dangerous on the feet, so there's not going to be a lot of danger coming in to get that takedown. She likes to play jujitsu off her back, so she's not like she doesn't scramble to get up. Like there's a lot of good things for Tatiana in this fight, but I can agree that the line is kind of crazy for a three-year layoff up a weight class after two major injuries. Yeah, Ryan. I was gonna. Yeah, uh, the the only thing that um, the the layoff would, would I mean it doesn't concern me, but but I I I know I'm different, you know, so uh, I I could see why that would be a cause for concern. Um, but I think that she's going to be ready to rock. And I, I agree with you. She's the one on this card that's going to be a UFC champion. Um, you know, it's funny with layoffs. Layoffs like this, like you said, like she broke her neck twice and everything like that. Like, oh, well, the rust, the ring. Well, you know, recovering from that injury, that's a fight in itself. You know, that's a fight. So when you go back to doing something you've been doing your whole life, which you've been passionate about your whole life, setting foot in that cage, you're back home. It's almost like a reward instead of, oh, my God, I have this rust. And I think that's what you're going to see out of her on Saturday and then going forward. Coming up in weight class, especially when you um, when you don't have to cut weight significantly after so much time cutting weight, it's kind of like, oh, yes. Like, you know, like I'm just – things are good. I'm going to worry about injuries. I'm not sore. Like I'm, I'm not sustaining the soreness. So I, I can't wait to see her on Saturday. How funny would it be that, uh, you know, at least for the last, L, I think you can, uh, you know, back me up on this maybe, for the last 12, 15 months in the UFC female flyweight division, uh, a lot of newness and a lot of youth. And I've heard names like Miranda Maverick, King Casey O'Neal, um, and Mason Barber. But after this week, and maybe even something crazy happens next week, we could talk about Aaron Blanchfield, Tatiana Soros, and Alexa Grasso. Like, that could be the new influx in the female flyweight oh, yeah. division. So it could be wild. Oh, it could yeah. be a crazy yeah. time. That's for sure. I, I definitely – I think that Valentina's a really tough matchup for Alexa Grasso. I yep. think there's only two kinds of girls that beat Valentina, and that's people with grappling like Aaron Blanchfield and people with power like Tyler Santos. Um but uh, so I, I, I do think that we're going to be looking more at Blanchfield dethroning Valentina here pretty soon. Yeah. That's my opinion. Um, Diego, if you're listening, never lay minus 750 on a fighter. Easy answer. <laughs> ever, ever. My goal is not a The women's flyweight division is like shaping up like the 205 pound division pre John Jones, whereas there's just yeah, so many people right. that can win the belts yeah. at any time. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right, guys, the cornerman, Ryan Quinn, you're officially off the banana hook. Uh, the ruthless L. Dawson, my main man, Paul, the MMA Shark. Go to the MMAShark.com. Put in that promo code 2023BANANAS. I'm Dave Van Auken, Fight Bananas. We're just cruising like always. Appreciate it. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Uh, we got PFL Challenger Series. There's a Bellator show. We got UFC 
Next week starts the unbelievable month of March. UFC uh, 285, John Jones, Cyril Gone. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Oh, madness. That fight. madness of March is in the octagon. It's our March madness. All right, we'll yeah. talk to everyone later. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.